Today, Florida releases examples of their rejected CRT-inspired math test textbooks. This one's going to make your head spin. The head of a teacher's union accuses the state of Florida of waging a war, and Californians defend infanticide. Yeah, it's all that crazy. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and White Matters. Happy Friday. Actually, I don't know if it's that happy, but uh, I am still Sarah Gonzalez, and I am joined today by, of course, Alex Stein, host of Conspiracy Castle and all of the viral videos that you see online. But Sarah, time. you have a very good point of being a little tired. You're at, at this uh, 1,004 episodes today. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so yeah, there's nobody a harder worker in show business than Sarah Gonzalez. So thank you. It's true. No, I appreciate it. Well, it's true. I mean, I did this all through the pandemic, so I say, like, this show has aged me. About 84 years. Well, we can't so. tell. You look great. So. <laughs> it's all due to the makeup people here. And also, of course, my line, American Beauty by Sarah.com. Go get you some. Also joined <laughs> by Morgan Ziegers. Of course, she is the founder of Young Americans Against Socialism. Uh, we're so happy that you are back in town. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad to be with you guys. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys know each other and are friends. So this should be mm. a fun. Well, no, we're kind of frenemies. Kind of. Frenemies. Well, I don't, I'm jealous. <laughs> she has really good wor- woodworking skills, and I don't. So. So, Thank I, you so much. I'm a little jealous of her. Yeah, she does it all, doesn't she? She does it all, and I can barely do anything. So, yeah. I <laughs> you put the bikinis on. I do. I see, that's what I'm saying. I wear women's bikinis. That's what I'm known for, and she's known for woodworking. That's not good. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to feminize the men and masculinize the women, and it's working. Oh, what the come heck? on. I do it in a very feminine way. That's she true. does. Yeah, she's very. She looks really hot demure. while doing it. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Very hot. Um, mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Now that we're completely derailed, um, I want to get into the stories. Let's talk about Florida's Department of Education. Uh, I know we heard earlier on in the week that they had rejected a bunch of math textbooks that had elements of critical race theory in them. And they have now released some examples of critical race theory in these textbooks, uh, including this one's fun, that uh, one book that claims conservatives are more racially prejudiced than liberals. Um, This was uh, Monday that they announced that they rejected. This was 41% of the math textbooks for including what they called indoctrinating concepts and common core standards. Um, That's not a small number, 41%. Let's go into some of these examples here. Uh, Let's see, one textbook, it shows a bar graph, which you guys who are watching see on screen right now, a bar graph that measures racial prejudice by age by political identification. Uh, And the graph shows that conservatives are reportedly more racist than liberals. They have cited very scientific (laughs) data, very scientific data from the debunked race implicit association test. Uh, Here's another one. They are learning about adding and subtracting polynomials. And down there it says, what, me, racist? More than two million people have tested their racial prejudice using an online version of the implicit association test. And uh, yeah, so talking about uh, their average scores fall between slight and moderate bias, but there is still a difference between age and political identification. Um, This is 
this is the kind of thing that parents are talking about when they say, you are teaching this to my children and you are trying to be very sneaky about it, but we know what you're doing. And you hear Democrats so often say, you know, I showed up at a, uh, a Robert Francis O'Rourke campaign event yesterday <laughs> and I had to listen to that idiot drone on and on. And one of the things that he was asked was, Republicans are now trying to ban critical race theory from being taught in schools. What will you do about this? And it was a very awkward moment because first he tried to come out and say, yeah, it's interesting because they're trying to ban something that's actually not being taught in schools. But it is. Yeah. And you see it being taught in schools. They're just trying to be very uh, sneaky about it. They're also trying to teach it under the guise of SEL, social and emotional learning. Um, but all of it has to do with teaching children, white children specifically, that they are in fact racist and do have an implicit bias. 41%, again, I go back to that number, that is not a small number. No, and this is the president, Joe Biden, that said, you're not black if you don't vote for him. So, mm -hmm. and we look at the Democratic Party, they also started the KKK. So it's a lot of projection when they say that they're the, you know, the moral high, high ground. It's just false. I mean, it's provably false. And the CRT, whether you call it CRT or social emotional learning, it's the same thing in a textbook that they say they can't say when a bus will show up on time because that, you know, they'll say African-Americans ride the bus more. So it's really weird, the indoctrination that they're putting in all these textbooks, and they're trying to do it under the guise of, like I said, not CRT, but social emotional learning. So it's really just, it's basically absurdity to blame everybody for slavery, racism, when they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. It, you know, it's interesting, Morgan, because if I were to use this, this thing that I have up here in my head, in my skull, <laughs> and I were to think about uh, who would be racist? The people who want to treat everyone equally as if there is no difference in skin color or the people who are constantly bringing up skin color and telling an entire uh, race that they are fill in the blank. That feels a little racist to me. Yeah, um, because it is racist. Oh, okay. Thank I you. I would say, okay, two things. One, awareness is going to be key here. Mm -hmm. And the more these people act this crazy, the better it is for us and for all of America because we'll finally start to see what's going on. People don't get involved in politics or at least in their community even until they are personally impacted, especially their kids. We're seeing that in the numbers of as soon as a child is included in the political issue, that's when parents start to stand up. And so I love when things like this happen where we just release what's in the textbooks where libs of TikTok, for example, mm -hmm. my favorite account, other than Alex Stein. No, which um, is better. What's, is better. So what's crazy is, uh, do you remember G. Van Fleet? Did you hear no. about her? So the Loudoun County, Virginia hearings, when those oh, were yeah. going on with the school board, she is she lived through the Cultural oh. Revolution in China. Yes. And okay. she was just a mom in the community, yep. and she saw what was going on, and she said, I'm going to go speak at the local school board meeting about it in Loudoun County. And her speech went viral because she said, when I was in the Cultural Revolution, when I was being educated under Mao in the classrooms for the communists, they would do things like exactly that. Mm -hmm. They were teaching about math, but the questions would be, if your worker X produces this many goods, and then the owner Y takes mm -hmm. this many goods mm -hmm. from them to sell and earns this much profit. 
how much, what is the value of exploitation against the worker? Mm -hmm. That is the math question. Mm -hmm. And so I cannot believe, we were here yesterday, we filmed that Mercury One American Journey experience for these survivor interviews. We interviewed G. Van Fleet and we did an entire topic on this math education wow. that included yeah. indoctrinating language. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's not just there. It was on um, Cuba. You know, they often mm -hmm. cite that as like, they'll go, well, but look at their the literacy rates. Whenever they started teaching all these kids, it's like, yeah, they were teaching them to be indoctrinated to the government. They weren't just doing it because they're just like really nice and gracious and benevolent dictators. Um, I want to bring in another another uh, just fun little fact when we're talking about Florida. Brendan Leslie over at the Florida's Voice uh, broke this on Twitter. There is a teacher over there in Florida who was encouraging her students to come hang out with her at a church uh, after prom for their gay prom. Mm -hmm. It's just, just come hang out with me. Here's a gay prom. And uh, here's where I want you to, it, it, that, that just seems over the line, guys. It just like, here's the lines down here and you guys are all the way up here. I don't think it's gonna end well. Well, why can't it just be a regular prom, prom after party? It has yeah. to be gay. They always have an agenda when it well, comes Alex, to Well, Alex, because you're not allowed to say gay in Florida and so the gay people can't attend the prom. That's what the problem is. And we know that it- They'll get thrown in jail. Nowhere in the bill yeah, doesn't say that. Yeah, you get really? thrown in jail if you talk about your gay cruise as a teacher. But you know, we've said this before, there used to be some sort of separation. You wouldn't know your teacher's personal life. And right. I think there's a viral video on TikTok where a person's going around calling their teacher by their first name and it's awkward. So think about how awkward it is if you can't in the workplace talk about sex. Why do these teachers think you can talk about sex to children mm -hmm. in a classroom? It's absurd. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's just inappropriate and this behavior really wakes parents up. That's all we need is for more and more examples like this. So I want to, I, I completely agree with you and um, I, I want to bring up Probably like my least favorite person ever, which is Randy Weingarten, who is, of course, the president of the American Federation of Teachers. When we're talking about uh, the legislation that was passed in Florida, we're talking about the parental rights uh, bill, which, of course, they would call Randy Weingarten would call the don't say gay bill, even though, as Alex pointed out, it doesn't actually say the word gay in the bill. It doesn't reference LGBTQIA plus two Q, uh, any of that, right? It does not reference any of that. It is clearly not aimed at gay people, but they still call it that. Randy Weingarten uh, warned that this legislation, you know, the, leg the legislation to not sexually indoctrinate children ages kindergarten through third grade is, uh, you know what? It could have dire consequences and it could even lead to war. Here is what she had to say. It's this notion and look, we're, you know, we've been very lucky in America and we in some ways live in a bubble for a long time. This is propaganda. Yep. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start. This is the way in which hatred starts. Mm. Well, Randy Weingarten, this is actually the first thing you've ever been right on in your whole sad, pathetic little life. This is the way in which wars are started. In fact, the war has already started, and it was you who waged the war against parents. It was you who pushed for toddlers to suffocate in masks while you lapped up the attention on national television. It was you who pushed for teachers to get a nice little indefinite vacation while taxpayers still paid them to do their jobs that they weren't doing. It was you who stood by as the suicides and attempted suicides of children skyrocketed because you couldn't be bothered to give a shit. It's you who is advocating for literal pornography in schools. It's you 
who wants to sexually indoctrinate my children, and it's you who is spreading misinformation and propaganda, you disgusting, nasty, evil woman. Wow. You are right. This is the way in which wars are started. You go after people's kids, that tends to happen. You think you should have more of a say and influence in a child's life than their own parents. Don't be surprised when the battle shows up at your front door because there is one thing that's for certain. When you wage a war against parents for the hearts and minds of their children, you may start the war, but rest assured, we, the parents, will finish it. Your Ooh. move, Randy. Wow. Sarah. Oh, Sarah. oh my goodness. That's, <laughs> I hope that goes viral. That was really well said. And, and you look at uh, Miss Weingarten. Uh, I can't even say her last name very well. You know, these teachers unions have become a political party in themselves. It's and disgusting. So it really is. And you know it better than anybody. They don't give a crap about your kids. And you have children. And you know that, like like I said, they literally want to indoctrinate them with this. And like every single point you made was spot on. I don't even know if I can really uh, do anything better than that. I need to have some kids. Maybe I'll be a little more fired up. Um, but seriously. When you look at this, it's all about political ideology and, you know, wearing the mask, making the teachers not go to school anymore and do this digital learning. And this is really the, you look at the test scores of little children, they're the ones that are suffering. They're the ones that can't read, can't do math. So this is going to be a huge problem. You know, the, the, the youth is our future. Well, our future is pretty bleak if these are the people that are in charge of them. Yeah, I mean, to Alex's point, they are, they are uh, minimizing the developmental standards for children so that they don't have to admit the damage that they have done to him, yeah. uh, to them keeping them behind. Yeah, I mean, there's so many levels to this. Uh, First of all, of course, they want to have the political power of indoctrinating children with the curriculum. And of course, they want to be able to control things via the teachers unions. But uh, I spend my free time doing some weird things. I like to take horse riding lessons or plan my future homestead or or go hiking. But one of the other things that I do is I monitor radical leftist groups. (laughs) And one of them is the Democratic Socialists of America. And one of the most startling things that I saw is they have a program that encourages socialists to become teachers. And there was two reasons for it on, on their website. I think it's dsausa.org. If you look, there was two reasons. The first was, of course, the ability to indoctrinate via curriculum and to pass down the great socialist communist messages. The other, though, was they said that teachers' unions are the most powerful political groups in the country, and not just for what they can do with education, but they have the ability to manipulate all political issues. And so the more teachers that are socialists, the more Mm -hmm. people that are in the teachers' unions and can help manipulate this. That's why with COVID, we, we saw them literally say, especially in California, we aren't going back to work until we defund the police, mm-hmm. have a wealth tax, mm-hmm. and do X, Y, Z random political demand. And when you can see that they're willing to type this stuff out and put it on the internet for us all to read, it becomes a lot more concerning because they're very confident and they're very determined to do these things. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and take a break and uh, we'll come back with more. First, we wanna thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So look, we talk all the time. If you watch this program, you are no stranger to the fact that there are so many major corporations that are just going woke they're tormenting their employees with leftist propaganda. They're funding organizations like Planned Parenthood and uh, organizations that want to take your guns away from you as a law-abiding citizen. They're just going completely against traditional values of this country. That is why we here at The Blaze are proud to support Patriot Mobile. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. It's 2022, so everyone, I don't know if you realize this, everyone kind of uses like the same tower, so it's the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers. You're getting the same service, plus you get peace of mind that your money is going to support free speech, life, 
Liberty, and uh, a company that supports you and your values. They have plans to fit any budget. They've got a 100% U.S.-based custom, customer support team. They are going to give you wonderful support. Look, it is time for conservatives to start putting our money where our mouth is and support organizations that support us. That is why I encourage you to check out Patriot Mobile. You can go to patriotmobile.com slash news. Get free activation with the offer code news. By the way, if you're a veteran or first responder, you're going to save even more on their awesome prices. So you got to go there. It is patriotmobile.com slash news. Breaking news as of the time of this taping, uh, apparently a Texas National Guard soldier has drowned in the Rio Grande uh, in Eagle Pass while trying to save migrants. This was confirmed by the Texas DPS and tweeted out by uh, Bill Malugan. They did recover uh, the body. Just really, really sad stuff happening at the border. And, you know, we've, we talk all the time on this program about the human trafficking that is going on at the border, about uh, all of the fentanyl that is being brought in that, I mean, just a tiny amount of fentanyl can kill so many people in America. I mean, we're talking about all these things, but I just think... Um, it's important also to talk about just how dangerous it is, not just for the migrants, but also for people like these National Guard soldiers who are, are trying to save someone in the river and unfortunately lose their lives. It's just so frustrating, especially living in Texas, to see this happening and watch the administration, uh, you know, subtly and sometimes not so subtly encouraging these people to come because they are creating this problem and it just feels a whole lot like if you want to keep people safe the safest thing you can do not just for our own people but also for these people who are sending their children with coyotes to come and be dropped over fences uh, the safest thing that you can do is to not only tell people not to come but put really strict policies in place that will you know deter people from actually making the journey. It's dangerous. Well, Title 42, Joe Biden's going to lift that, so that's only going to encourage mm -hmm. more people to go across the border. And you nailed it. Like, these coyotes are taking children across across the border. They're in Del Rio crossing, uh, you know, a river that is not just some easy little peasy crossing mm -hmm. thing. They're actually risking their lives. So it's just sad that good people that are actually, you know, like these DPS agents that are trying to help these people die. You know, they're the collateral damage in this. And it's actually just, it's really terrible. We look at our border and all day long, the, the mainstream media is going to talk about the border between Russia and Ukraine. Mm. But Kamala Harris will not even go to El Paso or Del Rio and spend five minutes at our own border. So all you need to do is look at our leadership and that will tell you how much they care about the border between Texas and Mexico. Great point. Yeah, I mean, it's all just political propaganda and, and cosplay at this point, like when AOC went to the border and cried or whatever, young girls are sent all the time with plan B because they're going to get raped and they might get pregnant and they know that. And so they pack plan B and they're put on birth control at really young ages. That hasn't pulled at the heartstrings, apparently, of American people. The fact that citizens have been murdered by illegal immigrants hasn't pulled at the heartstrings enough. People dying in the river that are trying to cross over to reach freedom or to just reach America for other purposes, that doesn't pull at them either. Will this finally work. I hate to say it, but I don't think it's going to change the hearts and minds of people no. that already haven't so cared for so long. I think this is dereliction of duty. And as a history nerd, I look at this and I say, this could be one of the greatest experiments and evaluations of the Tenth Amendment and the relationship between state and federal power that we're ever seeing mm -hmm. in this country, because it is a dereliction of duty by the federal government. What can the states possibly do and would it change? Because there's a Supreme Court um, 
cases on this before, like when they talked about Abbott busing yeah. people to other mm -hmm. areas of the country. Technically, states can't have their own immigration policy, and so that's going to challenge it. But does the ruling change once the federal government has become so clear in their abandonment of the issue? So you said, and I agree with you, that this, what is it going to take to change the hearts and minds of people? Not, certainly not anything that's happened previously. What, what will it be? Do you, can you think of anything? No, I, I mean, how horrible... Like, can you think of any other worse things that could happen at this point, uh, except for more people dying, more girls getting raped, more drugs being brought into the country? Yeah, people mean. simply do not care. Are they unaware or do they not care? Because we do talk about these stories. The information is out there. Mm -hmm. The studies are clear. This is not a good situation and still nobody changes. And so what is the solution in this situation? Well, yeah. you made a really good point when you brought, it, brought up Abbott, Governor Abbott. And like, listen, I'm not very satisfied with him busing illegal immigrants to D.C. We shouldn't even be doing that. You know, we should actually mm -hmm. fix the problem at our border. Order, and even our own bus them back to Mexico. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why not DC? Yeah. You know, yeah. the people on the right that are cheerleading this, like, oh, that's so good. We're owning the libs. No, we're not. We're just encouraging yeah. them. Now they're going to get a free bus ride to Washington, mm -hmm. DC. It's, yeah, they did yeah. sign up for the trip. It's not like they're rounding <laughs> them up and throwing them on the bus. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, that's why that challenge really comes in. Because, like, okay, well, since the federal government won't do it, can the states technically step up right now and say, we are going to enforce federal policy or we're going to create our own policies and stand up for ourselves and bust people out of the country, which is technically against a Supreme Court ruling. I think it's Arizona versus the United States where it said you cannot have your own immigration policy as a state. And so I think this might be something that's quite momentous if we see it play out like that. Texas needs to secede. That's what we need to do. And then no, 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 no. Have you read the Federalist Papers? <laughs> okay. I'm kind of saying that, you know. You, you just know, triggered Morgan. It's like you yeah. want us to be invaded by communist well, China. Well, you know, I was, just watching, well, I was just watching your show and you said even our, our founding fathers, you know, they didn't have a standing army not during wartime and so that you know kind of puts us in this position like does the federal government care about us i don't really think so you know the, the amount of money that we spend in the military industrial complex but we don't spend anything protecting our own borders it just shows you what they really care about yeah well that gets to the big question i always ask now is it incompetence or is it intentional intentional yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with you. Um, I want to switch gears here to this. Uh, we talked about it yesterday on the program, the new California bill that, look, the supporters of it will tell you this is not supposed to encourage infanticide. Uh, the other side will tell you then if it didn't, why is the language used that is used? Why does it talk about uh, perinatal care? Why does it end coroner investigation of any sort of stillbirth or anything like that? Um, why does it, in, it end investigation into a baby that uh, like is actually just born, period, and then dies later. Uh, there are a lot of questions surrounding that, but uh, Savannah Hernandez, good friend of the program, Savannah Hernandez, went out and talked to the people of California and asked them about decriminalizing infanticide. Some of the answers were pretty shocking. Let's watch. This is Savannah Hernandez here in Venice Beach. Now, California is trying to pass a bill to legalize infanticide seven days post-birth. Let's go see what Californians think of the bill. So I prefer that most women make their decisions at eight weeks, but if, but I'm also in support of 10 months out of the womb. Wait, what? So you think babies should be aborted 10 months after they're born? If, if the mother wants to, yes. I think... Oh them kids so wow. if like you want to get a late-term abortion like that's up to you you know I've had an abortion too and it's mm. it's it was my choice and I'm wow. happy I had that choice would you guys get an abortion again yes a mm. hundred yeah. times I'd do it multiple times
Wow, I'm shocked that someone who looks like that has had an abortion and wouldn't hesitate to get another one. Um, I find it fascinating, the man who says, I'd prefer that you get it before eight weeks, <laughs> but if not, I'm fine with 10 months after the baby's born. <laughs> that guy was high on what? crystal meth and drinking. You're not even taking it. I'm sorry, I'm laughing so I don't. It's not funny, but like, come on. Well, These are not real people, but they vote. Well, we have to give Savannah Hernandez a lot of credit. She's been doing such amazing work. And she's out there. I mean, that really is like the devil's den. Venice uh, Beach in Los Angeles used to be a really cool place, but now it's just like, you know, this drug den. Everybody's high on fentanyl. Mm -hmm. And people are literally, you know, cheerleading their abortions. So that's where we've devolved as a society where people are like clapping, oh, I'd get a hundred abortions. That is disgusting. That's sad. And I know people that have gotten abortion. It's one of the most shameful things they've had to do. It's not something that I'd ever be proud of. But that's where we have come in a society where girls are actually sharing TikToks of them celebrating their abortion. So it's really not surprising that this bill got passed in California. And I think it's only going to get worse unless we wake up because no baby should have to die after it's born under any circumstance whatsoever. I would also argue no baby should have to die before it's born. Of course. So. I know. But I'm just saying this is how far we've yeah. gone yeah. where they now after birth, uh, you know, three weeks after birth a baby can be killed. I mean, that's murder. And this is the same law as if a drunk driver hits a pregnant woman and kills her and the baby. That's a double homicide. So it just shows you how hypocritical these rules are. It's it's uh, it's absurd. And this is the conspiracy theorist in me. It's like they want these babies because you look at a lot of the Planned Parenthood. They use them for experiments. They use them for all kinds of reasons. So they just want more babies to use for, you know, their sinister things. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is a disturbing issue overall. Mm -hmm. It's like depraved people. Mm -hmm. Watching that full video, I mean, I love watching uh, Sav, is that her name? Yeah. Savannah, I love watching Hernandez. her videos, yeah. and she they're everywhere these days, and so I, I appreciate that she travels and does this work for us because it awakens so many people. Um, I just feel really bad that people are so indoctrinated at this point. Mm -hmm. There's a part of the video that we didn't show, and it's this other girl, and she's like, well, yeah, I mean, whatever a woman wants to do, like, if it's women's empowerment, then, like, yeah, I'm for that, even mm -hmm. after the baby's been born. Just a very blanket, well, yeah, for women and, and stuff. And it reminded yeah. me of the video where um, the women are asked about women's suffrage, and they're like, oh, yeah, we should end that. Like, that sounds really <laughs> bad. Because, <laughs> like, they had no idea that it means yeah. a woman's right to I vote. I hate that yeah. women are suffering. And so it just it's just another example of how indoctrinated people are, but I get really concerned because it's like, if we look at COVID, this was the most anti-science thing I've ever seen. I mean, the, the most basic lies that Don't people could that believe. Don't say Anthony Fauci. He's the best, sorry. People could believe some insane stuff. Look what they put us through over the last few years, and especially look what they put us through for a virus that had a 99% survival rate. Mm -hmm. That's concerning because not only are they just in charge for COVID, but everything else now, every political issue, they're going to behave in this way. And so it's with abortion, it's with climate change. Imagine what they're going to do. This is my worst concern. Look what they did with a virus with a 99% survival rate. What are they possibly going to do to us now that climate change is again the big concern? And they say we're all going to die in 10 years from it. What is going to mm. be the action items of these terrible, terrible people? So it makes sense that they have this new mentality of, well, yeah, we should also kill kids. At the same time, do I want any of these women that we just showed here to raise babies right now? Right. No. And so I hope, sure. I hate to be the grandma on this, but like, please refrain from having sex. That would be the best situation. <laughs> well, I'm I just going to say, please practice abstinence. <laughs> I, I just want to say this quick point too. All the people that are championing for women's rights, let's Leah Thomas compete against yeah. them in yeah. swimming. Oh, so. and, and they, they're talking about women again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, it brings weird. us back into that circle. Erases themselves. Uh, you know what? You mentioned Anthony Fauci. Let's get into him mm -hmm. after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor. This is a new sponsor of the program, Manscaped. Okay, and you may be thinking to yourself, you're a woman. 
What are you going to tell me about manscaping? Well, it's not just below the waist grooming. I don't need to talk about that, although I will say you don't want a forest down there. But it's not just when it comes to a man. You guys got to groom a lot of things. Got you lot. got ear hair. You got nose hair. <laughs> you got it all. You got hair I don't even want to know about. I've okay? hair everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I said I didn't want to know oh, about sorry, it, Alex. Excuse me. I apologize. But <laughs> Manscaped uh, offers precision-engineered tools for all sorts of stuff. They recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle. It's called the Performance Package. Uh, you can join over four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this offer. They've got shampoo, they've got conditioner, they've got toner for your bits down there. They've got also, I'm telling you. Toner? I know, Morgan's like, what, what are you doing with it? I don't know how the toner works. <laughs> Look, yeah. all I know is that my husband says it's awesome. That's all I know, but you guys are gonna wanna find out. Oh, and uh, my son showered in our shower the other day. <laughs> And he got out of the shower and I was like, you smell like man. And he was like, oh, I used his shampoo and conditioner. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right, I guess I'm fine with that. Uh, but they've got really good stuff. You got to go there. We have an exclusive offer. You're going to get 20% off. Uh, and if you go to, let's see, it is manscaped.com. Use promo code Sarah. That is 20% off with free shipping. You will get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, a travel bag to hold all your goodies Aww. when you have to travel. Yes, it's true. They've got you covered anywhere on your body that you need covered, okay? It's it okay is, to be metrosexual, so this is good stuff. It's not metro, you're just gonna make your lady happy, all yeah, right? Okay, Manscaped.com, okay, yeah. promo code Sarah, that is manscaped.com, 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, Manscaped.com, promo code Sarah. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is, I always like to point this out every time we talked about Dr. Anthony Fauci, he is the highest paid federal employee. Mm. Just keep that in mind as we talk about him. Uh, he voiced his opposition to the judge who ended the public transit mask mandate, which the CDC has said that they do want to appeal because nobody and I mean, nobody goes against the CDC. And Dr. Fauci understands this. And uh, this is what he had to say to Casey Hunt on CNN. Not CNN Plus, because if it was on CNN Plus, it'd be gone. But it was on regular CNN, <laughs> yeah. so it's still here. Uh, Fauci says he's really, really concerned about courts and those pesky judges getting involved in CDC matters. Watch. Mm. Both surprised and disappointed, because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is oh. a public health issue mm. and for a court to come in and if you look at mm -hmm. the, the rationale for that it really is not particularly firm and we are concerned oh. about that about courts getting involved in things oh, that are right. unequivocally mm. public health decisions i mean mm -hmm. this is a cdc issue which not should not have been a court issue mm. morgan you are the historian i'm going to go to you first mm. i mean it oh, just hurts very i mean how like our our highest paid bureaucrat yeah. doesn't understand checks and balances, <laughs> no. which is no. what makes America so exceptional. That's that's exactly the premise of how to make this country and how we formed it is that when someone has too much power and there's no way to check them, they will do bad things. And this is a perfect example and of that. And that that's what the judges are there for, yeah. to make sure that yeah. that Kind of. I mean, yeah. to hold them accountable. So mm -hmm. we saw him say, though, before, and this is something, I think this is disqualifying to begin with. When he said this is a health issue, not a freedom thing to him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. This isn't a freedom thing yeah. to me. It's a health thing. Well, it's a freedom thing for everybody else, okay? Right. So you shouldn't get this position. If you don't understand basic American principles and the structure of the Constitution, you don't get 
to be the highest paid bureaucrat in the country. A lot of people are like, wow, look at the situation in the federal government right now. Our founders were wrong. I would say our founders were very accurate. They just totally did not see the fourth branch of government in our federal government, the bureaucracy, mm -hmm. ever becoming a thing. They never saw somebody like a Fauci. They were more concerned <laughs> of a potential King George repeat or something like that. They never saw the bureaucracy coming in and being what ended up oppressing the people. So I'm incredibly concerned by this. I think it's disqualifying. And it's not that we had our founders that were wrong. It's that we have people in power that have no understanding no appreciation for the Constitution. They actually might hate it. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. that do that now and think mm -hmm. it was flawed to begin with. Um, but then you have to say, well, how do we get there? It's because our population, our government was structured around the people. It's representation of the population and our population is weak. It is ignorant. It is unaware of basic history and structure of government. And so what do you know? We select people that represent us and then choose people to be bureaucrats in top positions like Fauci. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty obvious. What the government does is they take away your freedom under the guise of safety, and what ends up happening is we have no freedom and no safety at the end of the day. And you look at Anthony Fauci, this is my biggest problem with him. It's like this atheistic mindset that he has become our Lord and Savior because people don't have a Lord and Savior, so they put him on this pedestal like, oh, Anthony Fauci has my best interest. Yet at the end of the day, he's bought and sold by these pharmaceutical companies or by the CDC, so he doesn't have our best interest. As a matter of fact, he has you know these big multinational corporations' best interest, and people cannot see that so with leadership like Anthony Fauci and if you look at that video he has a little bobblehead doll behind him this is not a serious man this guy is a goofball he's on the cover of magazines they're calling him the sexiest man alive and stuff like that it's all mockery it's all a joke and anybody that loves Anthony Fauci they need a reality check really bad I, so, well, you said Anthony Fauci doesn't have our, our best interest at heart. Well, apparently Los Angeles County does because <laughs> they have just issued a, uh, they have just required that people keep masking on all of their public transit. So they're issuing a health officer order uh, to note that masking in all public transit within L.A. County and in L.A. County indoor transportation hubs continues to be required. It's like they just, they want like all of the good people to just leave. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what they'll get. Yeah. That's, I'm glad. Yeah. And that's the thing, yeah. like, it, we're going to have to get to situations where people leave because they see that their leaders don't have their best intentions. And not only that, but they're starting to hurt them. Mm -hmm. The people are being hurt right now by our leaders. What disturbed me, if we go back to what we were talking about with Randy, it's like these teachers unions and what these people are doing, they're not only making public school insane, but they are also then working behind the scenes to make sure you can't send your kids to charter school, you can't yep. homeschool. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you can't, but they make it super hard mm -hmm. with the bureaucracy. They make it nearly impossible to homeschool or get your kid out of public school. And then they say, oh, and then you're also going to have to get vaxxed if you want your kid to be sent to public school. So it's disturbing what they're doing to control. And of course, anybody, I, I've talked to so many people, they say, I would have stayed maybe in L.A. if I was single and if I was young and I wasn't very impacted. But now I have kids and I'm worried. So I moved to Arizona or I, I moved to a better state. And that makes perfect sense. This is logical. We're going to continue to see this. And those mm -hmm. cities are going to be empty, desolate. It's going to be like the 1980s in New York City where it was just riddled with disgustingness for a while. And then they had the reform. Yeah, I just ho I hope, though, that people who, like, they're bothered by this or, just, like, they're bothered by one issue, but they, it's not quite connecting with all of the rest of them. And then they move somewhere else and then they keep voting the same way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I know we see that in Texas. We've had such an influx of people coming in from blue states and we're getting progressively 
more purple, uh, much, much closer to the other side than like personally I yeah. would love, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like a lot of it has to do with these people that they come here and they, they're like, they have one issue. Yeah. But the rest of the issues, they don't. They're like, yeah, ta tax the rich and you know, do all these things, and yeah. um, it, it just it like doesn't click with them. Well, that's why it's like, if we think about the loss of community, the loss of basic communication between humans, and how we're all just so self-absorbed in our little units. When I moved to Texas, so I left my family in upstate New York during COVID, and I moved to Texas on my own, and I moved into my house, and just when I moved around in a military family when I was younger, mm. people brought baskets of food, and, yeah. and they were like, welcome to the neighborhood, mm -hmm. and we meet on these days, and we have these ways of getting together, and it was just this sense of community. I moved to Texas, I got a little house, and I moved in alone, and everybody could see that I was moving my things. Nobody reached out to offer to help me move the things mm -hmm. in, all the heavy items, nobody came to my door. I thought maybe they were just letting me settle in. Literally just never came, and I was like, <laughs> okay. I would have yeah, come if I, I was know, your neighbor. I you Thank cookies, you, so yeah. I, and I don't mean to be like, whoa, woe is me, but no, it's more of like, if you think about it, yeah. you can't stop some people. First of all, I came to Texas to live out my values, and I'm, I'm Morgan Zegers, I'm an anti-communist, I run a nonprofit that interviews survivors of mm -hmm. communism. Mm -hmm. I make little wooden American flags. I'm going to come here and vote Republican. But nobody knew that, and they didn't give me a chance. And they could have included me in the community and started to communicate why this place was such a worthy place to move to and, and bring in these people, because there's no stopping it. That's the thing. We could like complain about it, but people are going to make the decision to leave because things are getting so bad, and they are not aware of the policies. They are not enlightened on these things. And it's up to us on a local community level to communicate that and protect our towns first mm. and then uh, expand from there. But mm. I just think like that's one of the most practical things we could do. Yeah, well, last word out. I just want to say this. I have mask fatigue. I'm so tired of the mask and people wearing the mask. And I think now in this day and age, people are going to be wearing the mask for forever. So if L.A. wants to be, you know, a, a hellscape and have the mask, go ahead. I mean, their, their leadership's like Gavin Newsom, probably one of the worst people in the world. There's going to be places, guys, where you can wear your mask all day long and the government is going to, you know, make you wear it. So go to those places. But please don't come to Texas and ruin our place <laughs> and our state. Please don't. I'm begging you. And I know you're trying, but uh, hopefully we'll... We'll stop you somehow. We already have to deal with Robert Francis. We don't need to deal with any more of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Senator Bernie Sanders is apparently not ruling out the possibility of a 2024 White House bid if Joe Biden decides not to seek a second term. This is coming from a Sanders advisor. They said in the event of an open 2024 Democratic presidential primary, Senator Sanders has not ruled out another run for president. So we advise that you answer any questions about 2024 with that in mind. Uh, this was a memo that went out. I Guys, how old would he be? No, oh, I don't know. I, I don't he had have it, it in my notes. Like 84 or something? I mean, he's more... He's already 84, oh, is he 84 I thought. Now? Yeah, I don't, let's I, see. This is the one thing I want to say about Bernie is, like, he actually is probably a formidable opponent, sadly, because he is well-spoken. He is definitely, you know, more up there than Joe Biden. And Joe Biden at 81 years old, we know he's not going to run. That's why you have Obama uh, going and visiting the White House. There's a lot of scuttlebutt that Michelle Obama might run, or that Hillary Clinton might run. So <laughs> Can you imagine? I, I, what I'm just saying, out of those three, and I'm not saying I'm not cheerleading Bernie Sanders. I'd rather have Bernie Sanders in those three. But at the end of the day, I don't want any of those left-leaning freaks running our country. I'm just saying, I actually think Bernie Sanders is probably, you know, the left can get behind him in two seconds. You know? uh, so he <sighs> is. So he's 80 now. He turns 81 in September. Um, <laughs> but I look. 
he obviously has more wits about him than Joe Biden does, which is, I, th I feel like, I don't want anyone that old, including Donald Trump at this point, uh, love him. But I just, it, it is interesting to see the, the difference in, like, Donald Trump, really old, Bernie Sanders, really old, Joe Biden, really old, and yet there is one that is not like the others. Yeah. cognitive abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bernie has his wits about him, you're right, and he, the young people love him. Uh, mm -hmm. Personally, I will do everything in my power, and I think many people would, to make sure that somebody who honeymooned in the communist USSR yeah. is not president of the United States, or somebody who bragged about training with the, the Nicaragua Sandinistas. Uh, I don't want him to be president of the United States. What's funny is, so 2020 CPAC, before COVID hit, like this is like the week where COVID is spreading and CPAC is still going on. Um, I was there scene. and I was interviewed on all the like, media row and everybody was asking, Morgan, Bernie Sanders looks like he's dropping out. Does this mean we've beaten socialism and communism in America? No. Can we declare victory? And I was like, oh my God, it's so concerning that this is the mentality of conservative media people. This is like a generational issue that we are going to have to fight for a long time, starting with education and so much more. So whether he runs or not or wins or not is not really the issue because we're going to continue to have to face this. AOC is going to be our problem yeah. that we deal with for a very long time. And the Justice Democrats are trying to make little AOCs that also take the place and join the Progressive Caucus in Congress. It's a whole issue. Well, not and not just them. It's just all of the products of public schools. Exactly. In yeah. And so like this is so like a multitude of issues that we have to deal with. To think that this is like one candidate or another and then we'll defeat socialism and communism is no. not really the problem. But yeah, this guy is not just a sweet old man. He's very intentional about what he does, what he believes in, and he's been doing it for a very long time. So we it's just like how Joe Biden is very incompetent. And so people, my personal theory is that the left likes that he is so dumb. The left likes that he has so many missteps and, and misspeaks so much mm -hmm. because they can kind of dismiss him. Mm -hmm. When in reality, he's corrupt. He's been doing shady business deals for decades and he kind of gets out of it. But people are being like, oh, I just feel so bad for him though. You know, Jill, yeah. it's, it's mean that she puts him out there on the public square. No, he deserves everything that he's getting from this. He deserves to be held accountable. And I think Bernie Sanders rides that same wave in the way of being a sweet little old man that all the, old, the young people love. It is funny because I, I often think about like if Joe Biden will ever have to face consequences for all of his dirty dealings. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, if you put him on the stand and he said, I don't recall any of that happening, like I'd buy it because I'm not sure that he recalls any of that happening. And mm -hmm. I'm like, he could say that easily and people would be like, Probably telling the truth. But look at look at his son, Hunter Biden, who we know worked for Burisma, an energy company in the Ukraine. And now we're literally about to have World War III because of Ukraine. So I do think at the end of the day, Joe Biden will get exposed. He will go through some sort of humiliation ritual, and he's not going to be the candidate in 2024. But this is sad that they're jeopardizing our country because they basically have blackmail on Joe Biden. And we know that he's a puppet for the deep state, in my opinion. So it's really a sad state of affairs that we're currently going through, and this is our leadership. We all know it, even on the left and right. We all know Joe Biden is a puppet. Yeah, uh, I would agree with you guys there. All right, we got to mm. take a quick break. We'll be back. So.
Okay, I have to apologize because I've been saying your last name wrong the whole time. Oh, oh, Zegers? Yeah. Yeah, it's Zegers. It's okay. You said Zegers. I said Zegers. It's okay. Yeah, Everybody does. It's hard. It's a hard I one. Say Steen, it's really not Stein. hard if I, if I, but now I know. Sorry. It's I don't even pay attention me. anymore. Oh, it's just like everyone says it wrong. So yeah, it's okay. I mean, we say names wrong. That's not easy. I'm yeah, media is hard. Morgan Zegers. No, I interview survivors of communism, and so they're from like Vietnam, Cambodia. Romania, Hungary, it's all just a struggle for me. <laughs> I kind of like Zegers. I don't know. It sounds kind of, you know. It's Dutch. It's an insane. It sounds kind of Dutch. I like so. the little Dutch dresses and stuff. It's well, my roots, baby. Okay, so speaking of Morgan, I know everyone's a big fan every time you come on the show. Really? Uh, yes, Thanks. they are. They leave reviews about you, and everyone loves you. Um, but for those of, those of the audience members who may not have seen you on this program yet, tell them where they can find you, because I know they love you now. Oh, well, I love Instagram. I like to share old school country music videos of me doing random things. Thank you. It's morgan.zeggers on Instagram. And then I run a nonprofit called Young Americans Against Socialism. And that's at fightsocialism.org. We are filming an entire season right now of long form interviews with survivors of communism. So it's been a really special project. Thank you. It's very impressive that you're doing all this at such a young age. Thank you. So I, we really appreciate all of your, uh, all of your hard work. Um, and of course, this guy, Alex Stein. Primetime 99, guys, always on the grind. If you can't find me, you're not looking. That's all I got to say. I'm, you know, I'm all over the internet. But it's such a pleasure with two beautiful, well-spoken, smart ladies. It's an honor to get to be here with you ladies today. You're I just such a say, sucker. Yeah, oh yeah. Goodness. You're giving it us is, your comic It face. is, because I feel like the, the third wheel. I'm like, wow, these ladies, like, you had that incredible monologue, and then Morgan's <laughs> giving us a history lesson. I'm like, wow, am I out of my league? I'm by the way, know. by the way, I want to give the contest winners for the thousandth episode. It was Ben, Carol, Dawn, be on the lookout your DMs. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.